Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances, where I speak with interesting people from around the world that devoted their life to helping others with wellness, health, uh, mind, everything that that counts into that improving our life. And my today guest is, and I hope I'll pronounce it correctly, Claudia Brown, a longtime Chicago resident. She's doggy to doggy mom to Jason, avid gardener, lover of nature and making things with clay. She is certified in tapping, a holistic coach, yoga practitioner for 30 years, a longtime instructor. Claudia loves to speak at women's events and was keynote speaker for several events and national conferences. She also hosted the Healing Summit, another, among other exciting events. So welcome, Claudia. Thank you thank for you. coming to our podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Vera, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. It, it was pleasure. We met on Facebook through Facebook group and I was really smitten by what you do. And I think you would be perfect, perfect guest for our podcast. Uh, my first question would be, you started pretty early, but did you always want to be in this natural space, holistic space? Did you always had that leaning towards helping people with mindset and health? Well, it's an interesting question because um, I I was um, you and I spoke and I said that I was I was one of the fortunate ones, right? I was around my late mid to late twenties, around twenty six, twenty seven, when I started to realize what I was doing wasn't working for me, um, and it really came from well, two things actually. I had taken sinus medication and I had a reaction to it, and somebody introduced me to um, an essential oil, and it was because um, I had a sore throat. And she said, take this essential oil and your throat will feel better. And I was like, okay. And I did. And it did. 
and it worked, it worked. So that was it. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this oil could do that, what else could oils do? So for me, that was the doorway um, mm-hmm. to things starting to shift. And um, prior to that, I mean, I grew up in a family that was pretty traditional. We went to the doctor, got meds, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, my grandmother, we were saying, you know, a little bit about our heritage. My grandmother came, uh, she came from Russia. Mm-hmm. And um, she had lots of home remedies, um, like how to take care of your poultices and all kinds of stuff and how to heal. And my father would do that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I kind of grew up in the back of my mind, that was an option. Um, but I had, like I said, I had a very traditional childhood in terms of medication. But when I was in mid 20, something shifted. And that actually had me kind of going completely the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. You, you really were lucky because uh, it took me much longer. And I came from, uh, I, I grew up under communism, where you go to the doctor you belong to, and you don't question anybody. You have like you have no authority. You have no yeah. second second opinions. Nothing like that. So we kind of took doctor as a rule. You know, whatever doctor said was what what was happening. And of course, I learned pretty soon that it's not always the case. But I still follow with that mindset because I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. So wh- who am I? But yeah, yeah, you grew up to you grew to understand what all these side effects are and why would we put more toxins in our body when we don't have to, right? And your heritage, yes, I came from the from the Eastern Europe as well. So we we have that my mom was like collecting herbs and stuff like that. So we did have, but it was always like also something, but the first was the doctor. Yes. And I don't mean to trash doctors. They are absolutely necessary. And I love, and I have many friends, doctors. Uh, it's not always for me. It should be the last source, last resource, not the first. And yes. that's the whole point why we turn into more natural, holistic and safer ways for our body to heal. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. So you have done a lot of things or you do a lot of things. Uh, what is your favorite out of what, what you, are you using everything in your practice? with? Clients? So um, coaching really is my passion. Um, I really love coaching my clients and taking them from, so really my passion is working with women who are really good at taking care of other people, but they're not good at taking care of themselves. And I say, um, I work with women to unapologetically prioritize themselves. Mm-hmm. So that really is what I love to do. And it allows me to do so many of the practices that I have learned. And it allows me to offer them a package in a way of being in service that they can really start to shift in a more holistic way into all areas of their life. Do you have a problem to convince people that there's a better way or are people already prepared mindfully that they know what they are looking for well you know it's such a good question because i say only want to work with people who really know that what they're doing isn't working um i don't think any one of us can convince somebody 
someone to do something they don't want to do. I mean, yeah. that's the nice thing about being human. We have free will. So if something doesn't speak to them, then I'm not their person. Um, but usually people come to me because they say what I'm doing isn't working mm-hmm. and I'm looking for help. Um, I'm looking for a better way. And that really was my experience of myself. Um, you and I shared a little bit about like, you know, all this, I would tell my clients, everything that you've experienced, me too. Um, I just was younger um, for some people. I do work with some younger people, but most of my clients I'd say are over 40. Um, but I was terrible at taking care of myself. I didn't have a good role model. My mother is a very good caretaker. She's very good at taking care of other people. Um, I learned to be you know, a really good people pleaser. I learned to give people what they needed. I learned how to give things that really were not in my best interest. And I suffered as a result. And so I got to a point in my own life that I was like, okay, I'm miserable and this isn't working. And when I got to that point, I realized my best thinking got me here and I need help. And those are the people that I can help and that are looking for somebody like me. They're getting that my best thinking has gotten me here and I'm sick of being sick and tired. Um, you know, Einstein has uh, a quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Um, You know, once I got to the point of realizing, okay, my cities may change, my relationships may change, but I'm not different Mm -hmm. than I was ready. Those are the people who I'm looking for, who realize doesn't matter if I change my job, doesn't matter if my relationships change, doesn't matter if maybe I lose a little weight. I'm still inside. I don't feel good. Things are not working. So I don't feel like I have to convince anybody. Maybe I need to, I always take people through a process before they decide if I'm the right person for them. I take them through a process so they can understand their own mind and their own thinking um, and see the obstacles that we don't necessarily see. Because when we're living in pain or darkness, we don't really see what we're doing. It's so habitual. Yeah. And so I it take, became it almost becomes our identity. Exactly. When you identify with it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I take people through a process so they can start to become more conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And then through that process, if they decide, you know what, I really need this, then they're my clients. If they decide I'm okay with what I have, then they're not my clients. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go a little bit back to you. What what was the impulse? that you you started with yoga you started with um tapping were you on your way to search for more and more tools that can help you achieve your goal or was it just interest in this field a good question um i was really um so i would say that my uh, my the, the changes that I started to make, I was, in, like I said, I was in my mid-20s, um, and it was really kind of a light bulb went off. I, um, the story I tell frequently is um, I was, it's interesting and a little humbling, I have to say. So I had a, a boyfriend at the time, and uh, he had a therapist. I did not. And uh, I went to his therapist, and I was telling him, my problem is, is that um, I don't know how to make my parents happy and my boyfriend happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the look in his eyes made me realize there is something strange about this problem that I'm presenting. Um, It made me realize that this may not be normal. Um, And that 
his look made me realize I need to do a little bit of soul searching into me. Um, why am I so interested in pleasing everybody else mm-hmm. and then not pleasing myself? And um, what is wrong with that picture? For Because many people live their entire life like that and they don't find it, they don't find it uh, anything weird or wrong until their entire health go to hell or they just break down or they just get hit the wall that they realize they are so overwhelmed with all the all the commitments that they made and and you know trying to be there for everybody else uh until they can't anymore and i it's it's funny i had one of my first clients for life coaching was a woman in her late 60s who turn her personality upside down because she didn't know how else to cope with everything yeah she became completely different personality and her family couldn't recognize her and we were able to turn it around and then she understood why why it all happened and why what it made her do these things and it's it's really interesting process and it's even though coaches are not psychologists or it's not therapy we help people to see things from different perspective and to understand more of what is going on inside of you so you can find your own answers because nobody can tell you what to do and how to change we can only show you the way and and claudia does exactly that with with all her practice so yeah you're so right i mean that is exactly what it is right it's an identity and it's turning, I mean, you know, the opposite is like, right, turn yourself inside out to be what somebody else wants you, us to be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't truly represent the who we are inside. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that turning point, I, ha- I, was, I was lucky, I was young. Um, and I, but I was, you know, as I say, pain is a great motivator. And you and I have talked about that, right? Pain is a great motivator. And I was in enough pain internally to go, this isn't working for me. Hmm. And that got me searching for what was next for me. And that really was realizing, how do I make Claudia happy? And from that question, and from that realization, a lot of things changed. Did you um, did you start as a young person with a completely different career in mind? Oh yeah, I um well, this is very telling. My father told me when I went to school, you can't be a social worker and you can't be a teacher. Like you can't do any of those things. Why not? <laughs> it didn't it didn't fit into his paradigm. Oh. And um, you know, as somebody who is a people pleaser and was kind of like, oh, okay, like I didn't question that stuff. I was like, okay. Um, and so I was a business person. I was in the business world. I was, um, I was in in sales. I was doing, you know, I was doing something completely different. Um, and so when I started to realize the person who set this life up made some mistakes, I, um, went about restructuring things. Um, and so that set me on a path to finding out, okay, what does Claudia really want to do? Um, and I, 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 I actually went to social work school and then that made me realize I don't want to be a social worker. I don't want that path. Um, but it, it sent me into, but I want to help people. I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And for me, I started, um, the next step for me was I fell in love with um, Shiatsu, which is for those people, for those of you who, may not know it is um 
It's an Asian body work and it's based on the same principles as acupuncture and it's a combination of acupressure stretching and it's body, mind, spirit work. And that really started tapping me into that mm -hmm. field of we hold emotions in our body and those emotions create physical conditions yes. that reflect our inner dis-ease. Um, and that just, that's where I was really about coming to this intuitively makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And, and things started happening from there, being really intuitively led as to what was next. Um, I felt like then I fell in love with yoga, it was a natural fit for me. I liked to do it physically, it was really fun. And then I saw that as a way of really connecting people. And mm -hmm. that was the thing that on my journey, I realized so much was how disconnected so many people were. And so, and that's why I was kind of like social work wasn't for me because I knew I was about integration. When I was going to school, that holistic idea didn't really exist. Yeah. So I was really about putting those pieces together and body work was that because it was body, mind, spirit. Yoga was that it was about bringing us back into our body because I had lived in my head. I didn't know what I felt. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started practicing other um, energetic and spiritual practices. And then when I found coaching, I realized it allowed me to do what I had wanted to do originally in social work. Use it. Yes. Use yes. It. Use it. All of it. Yes. And I had all these tools and I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's funny when you mentioned that your father didn't want you to go to certain fields and then you did, isn't it? how much more powerful it is when you go for it and realize it on your own, as opposed to somebody telling you. It's so true. Yeah. And it was different because my father came from a business world and he was of the mind, you have to, I mean, you know, you have to make money and you have to really be, his, his paradigm was that. Yeah. Social work and teachers do not fall into that paradigm. Um, and being of service is not in that paradigm. And so, it was such a great opportunity because I left it for a different reason. Mm -hmm. um, but being of service is still extremely important to me. Um, and I had you to know, find my you own know, but It's funny you mentioned you were in sales because that was my most of my professional career. I ran companies, I was in sales, but I was successful because I was using my principles of being in service instead of asking for sales, which was upside down because everybody else was like, the mindset was like, okay, I need to get this guy to get me this, 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 this. I need to, like, I have to make my numbers and blah, blah, blah. And I was the opposite. I would come and look for that person, what he needs, what, what can be really most effective for him. I started with questions and then I naturally, they told me what is the best in my portfolio that I can offer. <laughs> so you can apply this in business very successfully without ever feeling sleazy or, you know, yucky about sales like many women do. And it's actually funny because I was in a men's world predominantly where my buyers were men and all my colleagues were men and there were maybe a handful of women at that time in that in that space it was a, a wine wholesale. So you deal mm. with 
restaurants, yeah. the you know shops and everything. Uh, and you can take two approaches. The the some of the younger females, unfortunately decided to use their femininity to kind of influence their success, which was not my path. And I took the wrong, the, the harder path to, to earn respect from my buyers. And I can tell you that it's much more worth it and much more lasting effects. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because you said like, you know, he felt like in a business you can be of service, but it's the opposite. If you can, if it's in you, you can do any business. And obviously your dad never heard of Bob Burke who runs yeah. the entire, <laughs> he has a wholesaler, a, a, a New York Times bestseller about being in service in a business and in sales. Go I love that. Go, go. I do love that. Yeah. I do love that. Um, and I think that for me, the industry wasn't correct. And I was mm -hmm. not, I was not well served. I personally, I wanted to do more spiritual work. Yeah. And I wanted to really be helping people to grow and really improve themselves. And I completely agree with you. You can be of service in any industry. Um, it wasn't the direction that I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. So when you discovered coaching, what happens in your life? How did you package it all together? <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because I have... When I first started coaching, I really fell into the, um, it was an interesting experience because I first, the first thing I started was in really more health oriented, specifically around like physical conditions, really helping people change their body. Um, and it was more around, um, around weight and man weight management and body, things like that. And I found that um, for me, that the greater impact was to be made by assisting people to habit change but also bring the spiritual aspect into it yeah because that was really where the power was to kind of like what you talked about like developing the relationship it's about deepening the relationship with oneself mm. having disordered eating or i mean i i consider you know when we're overeating it's a disorder with our eating yeah and it is really about the relationship with ourselves. It, it is. Really, it is. It's, it, it starts and ends with the personal development for sure. I have I have seen people that were trying to get themselves better, but because it wasn't connected with their emotions and with what was going on in their mind, they were not able to move because it's you can have only so much willpower if you don't know why you're doing these things, if you don't know what causes you to do these things then you can never really help yourself and that's that's why the coach comes in to to show them what what is possible it's 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 been very rewarding work for me as well it's even though i'm not in your field <laughs> but it's so what is what is the most important about your work that you love really the most important is um having people make changes that they haven't been able to make on their own it's it's so rewarding and i'm sure that you probably see this as well when somebody has been trying for a long time to change and they haven't been able to or they would start the frequent pattern i see with people is the stop and start yeah um, they'll start to make changes and then they quit 
usually some kind of life situation happens, something negative, frequent, well, it doesn't have to be, someone gets married. It, it can be anything really, yeah. a life situation happens. And um, all their commitments to themselves, to taking care of themselves, to prioritizing themselves, go out the window. I and, think also that they look at it as a journey that has start and end. They don't look at it like a lifestyle change that would benefit them for the rest of their lives. So they look at it as a temporary solution. And sometimes when they don't see results fast enough, they just quit. Indeed. Yeah. And sometimes they see results and they think, okay, I'm done. Right. And, and go right back. <laughs> yeah. 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 As you said, it is a journey. And I think that's the difference is that it is a journey yeah. and it has twists and turns. And I mean, I know for myself, I've been on this journey for a long time and I've made lots of changes mm -hmm. and I continue to make changes as I deepen my connection with myself and my spirit self. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's also the gift of this is that we don't get there, but it's so much about, for me, there's the layers of letting go of that which doesn't work so we can fully be more and more available to that which does work yeah when you think of younger self if you can compare <sighs> what you were then and what this whole spiritual journey gave you now what is the biggest difference that you can think of when you, know, you like just young go get getter you know just going through life doing what somebody else expected of you <laughs> yeah well you know it's such an interesting question and i love it i think the biggest thing is that i was just so disconnected i i really didn't have a good sense of possibilities and what this journey has given me is such a deep connection to something bigger and possibilities and and the larger global community that I had no idea about. Um, I, and my world was a lot smaller and she couldn't have seen herself in a larger playing field, a larger arena. Uh, so that's big what you just said, because that's exactly how people look at this. They look at it from their small circle of experience memories and uh, and also people they are surrounded with and it's so hard to step out of that circle and see yourself in different light because you are used to yourself you are you put a label on it you 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 identify with it so it's uncomfortable but like that old good saying says that you are a good you are the average of five people that you're surrounding yourself with right it's once you move out of that circle that holds you back, if you feel like you you are interested in this journey and you want something better for yourself, the whole new universe opens up and people will come to your life that you never knew existed. You will learn about new things that you never heard of. And it's it's fascinating to me because that's that's when when I ask you that question, I was hoping you would say something like a freedom because mm -hmm. it opens the whole new world for people like you and I who started on that spiritual or personal development journey 
as opposed to just going through life and react to things and so then, then burning you know like when something is uh, then putting out the fires as they come out instead of being proactive and being in charge of your own wellness and being and health <laughs> it's so true and what you said and what i you know heard you saying instead of burning out right instead of the wick burning out because that's not sustainable it's not a sustainable way of life it's not a way of life that leads to joy or happiness. And I concur completely. This life has given me the kind of freedom that I never knew existed. And it isn't even, it's not like an external freedom. Yes, there's freedom in my time, but there's an internal freedom that I have, um, that I feel safe, that I feel peace pretty much anywhere I go in the world. And I didn't have that. I had so much inner angst. I had so much inner anxiety. Yes. Um, I had a constant story running in my head. I struggled. I mean, I didn't know how unpresent I was. Um, we don't. It's, it's, you right? know, one funny thing is, uh, just imagine when you drive somewhere and it's your regular route. Right. How many times you caught yourself Oh my God, did I already pass this house? I'm, like you turn off, you are going on automatic pilot and it's so dangerous in a car, especially. <laughs> it's, you don't even have to be distracted. You get lost in your own thought. And that's what's going on in, in the mind of most people. They just like, they go through whole life like that. So it's big, big difference when you start realizing what you're saying to yourself what is leading your actions and habits and then results are what you leading your life like yeah. it's so true it's so true and i think that's really the power of making a commitment to oneself is that suddenly they realize what was hidden to them before and suddenly they have an ability to experience life in a very different way because they're actually experiencing it yes what a big difference right yeah someone uh, i don't know if it was uh, uh bob proctor i think he was saying that uh we have how many thousands thousands of thoughts in our head for an hour but we hardly think we just replay what we already know we replay the memories we replay we are stressing about things that we done and how we could have done it better or the opposite we are stressing about things that may likely never happen mm. and okay. that's my husband was expert on that <laughs> he, was, he was the creator of the worst scenario and he was so brilliant in it that he would make me sick worry for no reason whatsoever <laughs> So I stopped that, but that was, that's, yeah, that's, we are, I don't know why we are so good at this. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is, I mean, there's many, obviously many reasons, but part of it is, um, it's the familiar and it also, yes. we like to be in control. Yeah. And if you keep playing the same story, you can, you know what to expect. And you, you cement it in your mind. So that will always come up if you try to change anything. It will be like, ah, blah, 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 don't, not so fast. You remember this, that time, you know? It's all memories replay. And the more we replay our stressful events or something that we view as failure, the more we cement it in our mind. So 
the harder it is to overcome it. And the more we experience it, there's a, um, a course that I used to be a part of, and it would say belief creates experience. So the more you believe something, yes. the more you will draw experiences to you to make you realize, oh, that's the truth. See, all those things always happen to me. Not realizing you're, we are such powerful creators. Yeah. And the more you use your creative energy to keep repeating the same drama that you say you don't want to happen. Yeah. The more that keep drama. Focusing on it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And that is, um, so you mentioned earlier, um, EFT is a tool that I use with my clients. EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. Some people know it as tapping. Um, I guess actually I, I said it as tapping, but I think you read it. I think I, I said it to you that it's tapping, but it also yeah. it means yeah. EFT, emotional mm -hmm. freedom technique. And one of the things I love about this tool is because it's something that I see. Um, I and mean, we've all been programmed into this world and we, we all have a certain amount of program that continues to run. Yeah. And one of the things about EFT that I find with my clients is that as they're locked in a story, sometimes they're not able to step out of the story. And so what tapping does, it's, it helps to um, change our neurological programming. And so it helps to shift the default patterns and it desensitizes it, people to the story. It no longer has the power. And the, the beginning is you ask them, someone zero to 10, how intense the story is. So if the story feels like a 10, I'm gonna jump out of my skin, I can still feel it. Yeah. By the end of the tapping session, it's usually somewhere around two. So it has so much less intensity and it helps because- It interrupts when, the whole process of replaying it. Yeah. Yes, when yeah. we have those stories that just seem so fixed and so like cement and just like, no, but this is the truth. Yeah, yeah. We need some but, help. You know, funny, it's, uh, I have been, as you know, I mentioned that I lost my husband and I was grieving for quite a long time. And being a coach, I think I coped with many things better, but I was also not easy to admit yeah. to myself how deeply depressed I was yeah. and it you know it affected different things but it's it's the coaches it's other coaches and it's my coach and and friends that I have that I worked with and that I'm in touch with that would be doing exactly this for me because even me as a coach who knows about being aware of your thoughts and everything and I had a dinner with with a friend of mine uh and that's not even that long ago, a few months ago. And I kept saying something and he didn't say anything. He was like, like what? <laughs> and just stopped me there. He's like, okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's human. You know, it's, it's like, I, I would like to encourage everybody. Don't ever think it's a wrong thing and you are broken or whatever. It, we all do it. Yeah. No matter no matter how good we are at the you know at the personal development and all that stuff, and we are trained coaches, but still you do it because it's natural thing in a, but there are tools and fantastic things that helps naturally to do it less and less and less. And if placebo is the ultimate uh, ultimate uh, evidence that you can believe that something is helping you and it changes your physiology. 
Like people in a hospital will get the sleeping pill or ask for sleeping pill because they can't sleep and the nurse will give them sugar pill, but then believe it's a sleeping pill. They go and fell sound asleep. So that's the power of our mind. So if you can make yourself sick with worries or with memories of replaying the trauma event over and over, what if you turned it into positive? What if you mm -hmm. turned it into what you want to happen? Why is it so hard for people to switch and concentrate on what, what they really want in their life, not what they no longer want in their life? It's so true. And it's such a powerful conversation because I think that so many times we don't realize just like your friend, just like what, what you like, he, he, you, when it's your own thinking, yeah. it's really easy to get caught up into it, which is why we coach, which is why there are tools. Um, there and is it's a, your own true. It's not that it's lie. It's your own true, but you just in a different space in your mind. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, I, it, I usually see it as the lie I tell myself is that story. Mm -hmm. um, and then believing the lie. So it becomes true. Um, but there's a, um, a Japanese um, scientist. Maybe you, you know the story about the, um, I think it's his name was, I'm going to butcher it. It's Enzo or Endo, something with an E. And he did this um, study on water. You know the, what study I'm talking about? Not sure, no. So there's a study that he did on water. And it's exactly what you said. It's the power of, so he had this water and he said all these um, loving things to it. You're beautiful. I love you. You're so kind. You're so fantastic. And he, all these um, wonderful, inspiring sayings to the water. And he did an ex and he did put it under the microscope and he found that the crystals changed in the water and they become absolutely beautiful. Hmm. And then he did the opposite. He yelled at it. He called it ugly. He called it stupid. He's like, you're such an idiot. What is wrong with you? And he, so he went down the litany of negative things. And the crystals completely broke apart and they became this really ugly pattern. Mm -hmm. And so we are 70, 75% water. And water is an amazing conductor. So it's exactly what you said. It's like when we start turning our wording around, or our beliefs around, we have an incredible ability to change our own structure. I've seen it with you know people when they start, I'm sure you've seen it too, when you start to work with someone, they look one way, and then months later, there's more life in them, they're more awake, they look beautiful, they've got 10 years taken off their life. All that stuff is so heavy on us when we're feeling bad, right? And you worry. don't know what you don't know what is wrong. You don't you you living your life the best you can, and you going through life, trying like you said, pleasing everybody, especially us women. We have that I don't know why, but we have that feel that we must be there for everybody else. But another friend of mine keeps saying, "You cannot pull from empty cup." So That's unless right. you take care of your first. It's not going to be possible to be there for everybody else in the future because then, God forbid, you get sick because this this state of mind of constant stress and rush, rush, rushing, it's not making you any healthier for sure. No, no. And it really burns us out when we're living on adrenaline. Yeah. And, you know, usually that adrenaline needs to be propped up with caffeine, with sugar, with some kind of external 
a stimulant to keep Very it going. Good point. Yeah. Drinking too much, um, all those things, it, it 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 fries us. Yeah. So it's the greatest gift I believe that we give to ourselves is to begin to decide we're worth it, yes. and we're so programmed. I mean, I you know from my my what I see is that women have been we've been trained into. I mean, over centuries, but we were the caretaker. That was our role as, as women raising children and that, you know, taking care of. Um, we've just, I think we've just put it on steroids um, and it's just out of balance and bringing it back into balance and deciding that exactly what you said, if we don't take care of ourselves, some, I always say it's the most selfish thing to do to not take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, eventually somebody else has to. And so I feel like it's the greatest gift we give to ourselves and those we love to start to prioritize ourselves because then we have way more to give and we're way more fun to be around because a stressed out, anxious person is not that fun to be around. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, can I ask you when you work with people and I'm I'm sure not, a, not two people are the same, but. Is there something that you keep running into repeatedly that your clients have the most problem with to shift in themselves? Like one of the hardest thing for them to overcome? I would say um, probably the hardest thing to overcome is um, really this um, loving themselves just the way they are. That's isn't the hardest it, thing. Isn't it interesting? Mm -hmm. yeah. I have one, I have once uh, uh, did this little exercise with uh, one of my clients who was really, really saying to herself the most awful things on a regular basis. And like you mentioned that experience with water, I have heard something similar with done with the plant, oh, with yeah. the life plant, mm -hmm. and it worked the same way. Uh, and she she couldn't get over it. She couldn't she couldn't change it. She was she kept going slipping back to the pattern. And one day I sat her down and I wanted her to write everything that she's saying to herself, every single thing, all the time. I want her to write it down. And, and we looked at it at the next session and she was almost embarrassed to read it. And sure. she was crying. <laughs> and I said, now imagine that you sang it to your sister or your best friend. And that was the light bulb moment when you realize what are you doing to yourself yes yeah yes it's so powerful um it really is powerful and that's an awesome exercise um and i think that's it's the hardest thing from so many people it is um to get beyond because exactly right i mean she's not alone so many part of that being driven being the perfectionist being there for other people is that languaging that says I'm a selfish person if I don't do this I'll, I feel guilty if I don't do what other people want me to do it's all that litany of stuff that we have taken from society from our parents from schools from religion and then just plopped into our own mind um so it's I think that it's problem it's it's universal um right I mean Louise Hay was all about she's a beautiful um mirror exercise where you really just look and I this is an exercise I have my clients do as well um, and you just 
keep repeating it. It's really hard for people to do because they look in the mirror and they don't love themselves. They don't, they we don't see all the faults and we see all the imperfections. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is the most gorgeous models in the world. Yeah. Have issues with how they look. Nobody is perfect. Nobody no. is perfect. And that's not the, the reason why we are here. No. You know, when just, when, when you just start realizing that you are the absolutely unique one person in the world with unique DNA, with unique fingerprint, with absolute unique uh, collection of circumstances, experiences, uh, talents, skills. There's nobody else like you in the world. That's yeah. what fascinates me about human, you know, human race. And yet we make it so hard for us. <laughs> Vera, you're so right. Mm -hmm. It's so true, right? I mean, little babies little kids have no don't issues. have this. They yeah. don't have this, right? They love themselves. They love their belly. They love their skin. They think they're so cute. They, I mean, like everything they do is like, yep. isn't that funny? Like they want everyone like, why aren't you watching me? Um, I they don't worry if they fell 500 times before they learned how to walk. Right. Yeah, they don't feel, they're not embarrassed. They're not, don't feel stupid. I have a dog and we walk through the park and I see these little kids, you know, like, and I can just see, like, they're just so full of life and joy about who they are and what they're about. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what their skin color. It doesn't yeah. matter anything. They just, I was in a parking lot and this little boy, he, um, he was trying to get another little boy's attention. It was like, hey, look, we're both like about this age. We should play with each other. And it was just that kind of like yeah. lack of self-consciousness as yeah. opposed to most of us, you know, you know, if you yeah. see somebody who looks like you or think you should connect to, you may not do that, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but so, then we got programmed. That's right. And then there's all this opportunity. And that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do, right? Yeah. It is for some of us, it takes much longer time to realize that for some of us as you, you, you were really going after it very young. I was, I was clueless. I was actually one of those people who would roll her eyes over meeting somebody who's like, I'm, I'm just trying to find myself. And I'm like, oh my God, it's <laughs> real. And so, you know, and then eventually you learn because you know, things happens in life. And then you, I, I, I like to say, I kept getting that message from different sources, right. different perspectives, but it was the same message. That's right. And then I eventually was forced to pay attention to it. And then thank God, thank God I did. But it's, it's hard. And, and once you start growing in this space with yourself and with the understanding, you may also realize that you, gonna you may have you may lose some people around you uh in the meantime because they want you back to where you were they want you to back in a misery misery loves company uh, so true. it's it's uh it's a sad thing but i i i didn't lose her but i i, I would say in my heart i lost my best friend mm -hmm. uh we were well, we are long distance now because i live in america and she doesn't but we were so connected. We would exchange emails every morning. It was the first thing that I would write her something. And I would translate her that stuff that I liked. And she was, as I thought, 
so much on the same page, loving all these things and printing it out and putting on a refrigerator. Oh my God, I love this so much. Well, one thing is reading it and liking it. Yeah. And one thing is doing the work and really go deep and realize what I'm doing wrong, which she was not doing. And eventually we got to a point where she told me, and this this was just unbelievable because when you are surrounding yourself with people that think the same way, you don't even realize how weird it sounds to somebody else. And she basically told me, I wish you came out, you came back from the sky and get back on your on your feet. You changed. And I was telling her, well, that's what I'm working on all these years to change. I don't want to be that insecure person that I was that was, you know, hiding my emotions with with more and more work and and doing everything that ever. That's that's exactly why I do what you what I do. And and we lost it between ourselves because she I realized, wow, this is. All these years, I'm thinking she's growing with me. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So So interesting. And that's such a good, um, I love that example because in 12-step programs, they say um, there's a difference between in the program and on the program. When you're in the program, you're working the 12 steps and your life is changing. When you're on the program, you read the steps. You have an idea about what it's like, um, but you have no idea what it's like to actually change your life, to give up the alcohol, to really make commitments, to clean house, to make amends to people, to connect to your um, spiritual connection, to really make that commitment. To do the work. Exactly. You can read. We all can read about it. Yeah. And intellectually, we start reasoning with it and and feeling like, oh, I have heard this before and da, 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 da. But unless you do the actual work, it's not going to affect anything. So true. Yeah. It's so true. It's, yeah, I mean, I um, I love that. I love that you said that. And um, I, I very much um, have much gratitude for the um, people in my life who have made commitments, as have I. Um, and I would agree, there's that, a motivational speaker that I've heard talk about how um, a rocket ship, when it goes off, it has to it has to drop the bottom half to take off. Yes, because it's too heavy and it can't go to where it's going. And I would say that was true for me um, when I began my journey. And I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, but what about these people?" And I thought, "I don't really have honest relationships with them, anyways. I'm not can't be who I am." Yeah. So there were people who um, I too had to say goodbye to, and um, but that was okay. I think it's meant to be because some people enter your life for forever and stay with you forever. And some people are meant to enter your life in certain period and they are, it's nothing wrong with that. And they are as great for that period of time as, as it could be. And then they no longer fit there and it's, it's fine. It's not, it's not like, I drop them and forget about them. I'm still in touch with her, but not as intense as before because I don't want that energy in my life now. I have enough issues to deal with. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and funny thing is because one of the things that if I can go back to that, I actually wrote her how, how uh, descriptive when for the last 15 years, I was the one constantly lifting you up. 
from her problems and issues that she had because I was the only one she trusted to discuss it with. And now you are the one pulling me down. And it's just that that was just that was the major outcome from it for me. I was like, for you, for you. Yeah. Look at at that relationship. I thought I was lifting her up with me. And in in a, you know, in an effect, 20 years later, she's pulling me down. Wow. Yeah. That's what happens, right? When we wake up and we realize what I thought something was, is not necessarily what it is. Yes. And that's the good news. That's the freeing feel when you when you realize that you don't have to deal with those issues. And obviously it's different when it's your family and pretty close people, but it's not it doesn't mean that you have to forget about your family. No. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's protecting your mental health to spend maybe perhaps a little less time with them or don't even go there because you know that they are not open to to change anything in their life. The close mindedness is probably the worst to be around. I would agree. Because when they feel miserable in their own misery, they they love to pull you in there and they just, you know, mock you and whatever. So I try to stay away from it and just surround myself with people that are on the same page that offers you going forward, not backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And the what comes to mind is expectations. It, for me, it just gives me an opportunity to just manage my expectations. I know there are certain people that it's not that they don't want to meet me. That's not within their ability. They can't meet me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, it's a different relationship. So I would say that, yeah, as somebody once, I heard someone say recently, and it, it fits to, in this situation, it's discernment, like really discerning what, what's right. And in, in this situation and who I want to share with, um, because not everybody is the person who's going to support you in the way that you'd like to be. Yeah, yeah. So I one more question about you as a person. Sure. This this obviously it's it's wonderful, uplifting work, but it's also draining because you take on a lot of emotions and and issues from all other people that you have to deal with and you have to process, and it has to get out. Uh, so I would like to ask, what is your ideal, fantastic, perfect day for you to recharge your batteries? Uh, um, well, that's a lovely question. And and I just want to just say is that I actually don't feel drained by my clients. Um, uh, one of my clients, actually, she said, I feel so bad. Like I tell you all my stuff and I'm like, that's what I'm here for. And um, I don't take it on. It's not my, I, I you know, I, I try to my feeling is, is that they're not my ish. They're not my problems. Um, so if I, I couldn't really do this work, if I took on everybody's stuff, I would be, I I would be in pain. Um, so that isn't the role that I see myself in. Um, I don't take people's stuff on and, um, I don't feel like I would do them a a service if I was doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually I feel very charged by my work. I love it. I have to say, I walk away from my sessions and just think, Oh my God, I'm so lucky to get to do the work I do. Um, filled with gratitude for people who are willing to be vulnerable with me. Cause it takes a lot of courage for somebody to say, you know, this relationship isn't working or I can't do, I can't take care of myself. And I don't know why. Like, I feel like I can't get out of bed and I, the things I, I could do, I can't do anymore. Or um, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I can't stop. Like 
it takes a lot of courage for somebody to to be that vulnerable and i i i um i have much gratitude and i take it very seriously um so but i don't feel drained by the work um but what does charge me is um really all the things that i do charge me um i'm a nature person i love taking long walks um i love practicing yoga um i'm trained in something called uh conscious relaxation it's like yoga nidra um and it is a um it's basically the um the conscious directs the unconscious um and you are taking your mind into a higher state of um elevation and i found it extremely restorative um and there's a little bit of history that says that um, napoleon this is what i've read truth or not i don't know um but napoleon during time of battle he would take a, a break he would take a, what they said was a nap um 20 minutes he would get out the field and what they said he was really going into this um conscious sleep and in conscious sleep your mind gets to restore itself and it actually restores the body um i actually find the that same thing i think it's true I have, oh okay yeah okay cool I have read it too. oh good I, I appreciate you affirming that um so i do that and in fact i i like to do that almost daily um it's a great recharge for me um and and i teach it to my clients um so it's pretty and, and i eat really well i feel like feeding my body good food i'm a big farmer's market fan um i try to buy organic food as much as i can i I know that what we eat makes a difference um, and it gives us energy and it doesn't drain us. And I, um, and it is the medicine really for our body. Yeah. It is the medicine. And um, I'm fortunate because I, all the vices I had, um, I have given up a long time ago. And um, so I live a very clean life. And I'd say that that energizes me is really having good choices in my life and not having to recover from yeah. bad habits. So I would say that, um, yeah, you know, when you do the work, you, um, you get the benefits. <laughs> so I, I tell my clients, this is why I encourage you keep doing this because it pays off. It's interesting because, uh, you know, it, it feels like you made those choices very naturally and very consciously. But is there something you are aware of that you have to given up in order to live this peaceful life? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, I tell my clients, everything you've done, I've done. I was a cigarette smoker. I took me three times to quit smoking. Um, I had, um, I was not very good at creating good relationships with men. And um, there were many relationships that I had to just go, you know what, this is not good for me. Mm -hmm. um, that I needed to walk away from. And the process was not always easy or fun. Um, but they always taught me. Um, so of course, it's easier to be hindsight is 2020. Um, but I don't regret any of them. They were such teachers for me. And they really allowed me to see um, my willingness to be in the discomfort, um, and then get to the other side. That's so see it as a lesson, instead of failure yeah yeah i mean i'm very for I, you know i have to say i mean it's one of the gifts i think of the work is that um perspective is everything um I, and you know i was one of those people who um you know i kind of drowned my emotions in food and um so i didn't let go of that so easily either um but every time i let go of something i got to reap the benefits when i let go of a relationship that wasn't working i would feel free 
or when I stopped eating sugar, I stopped eating a lot of carbs. I was like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Um, when I quit smoking, it's like, ah, my energy came back. Um, I used to be a heavy coffee drinker and I was just like, oh, I let go of any of those things so easily. Um, and now, and that's what I tell my clients. But you don't see it as a sacrifice. You, you see it as a conscious choices you made for yourself because you know why you don't want to do that anymore. It's so true. And that's what I tell my clients. It's small incremental changes. If when I was trying, if I, you know, in my mid twenties, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to stop to, I'm gonna have to stop drinking coffees, quit smoking, quit this. I couldn't have done it. That would have been way overwhelming. And that's what I feel like spiritual path, a self-growth path is very patient. And all we have to do is start. Just, and that's what I work with my clients on is you make small incremental changes and that will change your life. And that's what I did. I did nothing extreme. Um, I really got like, this was the next thing I needed to do. This was the next thing I needed to do. Um, And I was getting nudges. Like I need to quit smoking. I need to, you know, alcohol is not my friend. Um, Sugar is not my friend. Um, This guy, he's really not my friend. Um, You know? Yeah. Do you have a relationship now? No, I don't. Um, I don't have a love relationship, um, but I have very loving relationships in my life, um, really close friends, and I have a fantastic relationship with my family and my dog. Um, So I am, I feel really blessed and I feel loved beyond measure. Um, So that's the thing you, it's like people like us don't feel lonely because we are happy with ourselves. And yeah. we, we can do a lot of things and very, you know, we are very creative in that space. So you never feel like, oh my God, I'm missing something in my life when you, when you are in that space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. I feel much more love than I ever felt in, you know, in all my searching for it to be somewhere out there. Um, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. I don't want to forget to mention one of your programs that you would like to talk about that you are currently promoting. So would you like to tell people about it? Oh, Vera, thank you. Yes. Um, So I have a a 10-week program for women who, uh, I call it my inner circle, and it's for Mm -hmm. women to reconnect to spirit, to unapologetically say yes to them. So this will be a 10-week group and we will be helping them move through the layers that get in the way of them being able to say yes to themselves. They will get tools, they will get strategies that they really can start to more consciously be able to prioritize themselves, let go of the guilt, and really be able to do the things that they have been unable to do on their own with support, community, um, and my coaching as well is it going to be available virtually or do they have to it will be a virtual group yes it's a virtual group yes and do you look for specific type of people yes it for it's really for women who are realizing that they are an overgiver and they back burner themselves way more than they wish they did and they feel themselves at the effects of that. They might feel that their energy is dropping. They might feel that they don't eat very well. They might feel that they just 
they say yes to things and they just can't help themselves. Um, those are the women that I really am looking to. Um, and that they're a woman over 40 and they've really decided that, you know what, if I don't do it, it's not going to change. It's not working anymore for them either. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And I hope you will look it up. I'll post all the links, of course, in our show notes for anybody that are, you know, willing to explore some possibilities to work with Claudia, either directly or indirectly through her programs. And I also, uh, I remember that you kind of decided to give a little gift to our audience. Yes, I'd love to gift you. Um, forever, whoever is listening and feels like they need a little bit of a boost. Um, I've created, it's called Meditations for Stressful Times. And it's a very nice guided experience and it will help you to be able to shift your mind, shift your thinking, take you more into your body and give you a little bit of space and a taste of some freedom. That's wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for everybody. I would definitely post all the information in the show notes. So please click on the show notes and there'll be all the contact information to Claudia. If you resonate with her today, you can reach out and see what would it look like to work with her or maybe, you know, test uh, one of her programs and start somewhere. I would encourage you to reach out because it's always it it ne- the courage that you were talking about i think the biggest courage is to make that decision that it's time and then you need help that you can do it on your own because we are all very ambitious and very professional and confident and we just think that we can do it on our own we don't need anybody so eventually true. it gets to point when you realize okay i have tried long enough and this is not getting any better. So I, and it's, as you said, as you could feel from our episode, she is amazingly kind, very peaceful, not pushy, uh, not judgmental. Uh, you would love to be in her shine because it 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 wraps up you. Um, one way, if I hope you're looking at the YouTube, if you don't, then please, Please do, because I love your smile, Claudia. It was so beautiful to listen to you today. And maybe if there is one thing that you would like to part ways with, that maybe one, one, two, three steps for somebody who is new to all these ideas that they may do something with themselves, possibly to improve their life. uh, What would you suggest to start with when they are at the beginning of this journey? Well, thank you for all that you said. I I appreciate it. Um, Appreciate it all. I would say it really, there's a couple of things. One is give yourself a pause. Uh, I'd say that that is one of the kindest things that you can do for yourself is to just pause. And in the pause, you will be able to hear more of what wants to be shown to you. And the simple mirror exercise that I was talking about earlier, the Louise Hay, is a really great place to start as a way of just showing yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that really is just, if you can look in the mirror and look at your eyes and just say, I love, accept, and appreciate myself exactly the way I am. 
And then notice what happens. Notice if you don't want to look at yourself. Notice if you can't say it. Notice, just notice what happens. Notice the judgment because it's in the noticing where you start to realize, oh, I see myself. And I do it. I do it to myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great beginning, middle, <laughs> and ongoing exercise. Yeah. But part of you know the journey, the beginning, it is just um, starting to wake up to your own self. Yeah. Don't mind if it feels silly first, because it will. If you are not used to this, it will feel silly. Like, what am I doing? It's like, drop your, you know, drop your conscious, uh, um, I can't come up with the word, but the logic mind. It's, there's nothing, exactly. there's nothing intellectual about this. No. Just, just start listening to your body and to your heart and to your soul and, start noticing what you're saying to yourself how you may be hurting your feel your own feelings and, it's so true it's and it affects it, everything it affects everything and it just reminds when you said that i thought you know i had a client who couldn't say it out loud and you can start by just saying it to yourself that's a good beginning start yeah. by saying it to yourself and just as you said as i said like it's just a begin no noticing that's for sure yeah yeah well, Claudia, this was such a pleasure. And Thank I so suspected much. that when we first spoke that it will be really nice and rich conversation. And I hope it will be helpful for anybody else that is seeking for tools and helps and maybe people that will resonate with them on the same level because there's many coaches you can choose from and but not everyone will resonate with you. The way they work would not resonate with you. You have to find someone who speaks your language who you feel comfortable with because it is deep inside work and unless you trust the person you won't even get there so i would encourage you if if you like claudia uh please reach out i'll post everything all thank her connections in the, in the show notes and i want to thank you so much from for giving us your time because i know how busy you are so i really appreciate it and it was fantastic and i'm Perhaps I would love you to have you back in some time because I would love to continue this conversation. It was really, really helpful for everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. And I look forward to, if this resonates, to hearing from you. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah. <laughs>